and he joins us for real every Friday to give us what's going on out there in these Hollywood streets. It's Try Reggie, to... the real critic ponder. Hello. Right, I'm glad to be here. Uh, Sandy T uh, is joining me on Facebook Live. <laughs> Yay! Uh, what's up, Sandy? But but she was here last week. She was. We we actually got to see her. We were all together. It was great. It, it, was, it was great. A very but great she, feeling of solidarity. She is so smart not to have come in today because it's true. don't touch me, don't get near me. <laughs> I'm talking about for real. Not not Gross. can't touch this. Don't touch this. Yeah, seriously. So, this um, is a cold you can't catch. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, please, please get away from Jill today. I know. I'm still I, cute though, right? You, you are. You 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 wearing that head girl, that head wrap girl. Go, go ahead it's on. Too lazy huh. to do my hair yeah. this morning, so you know a girl's got to accessorize. So my half of a critic for a minute is mm -hmm. that Gabe must be sick too. Why is that? Because it has been like a couple of fuegos. I'm talking about I'm what he, did he catch something and then pass it on to you? The, because the uh, rock and roll I, fever, the boogaloo flu. But I, I will tell you, uh, I, I was feeling the, those songs though, for real. Yeah. yeah well, I, maybe it's because you know, like you know how movies these days, like this time of year, they're starting to put out their best product. Maybe that's what hip hop has decided to do as well. Question mark? Question mark? Uh, maybe. Maybe. So I'm, so I'm here for it, though. I love it. I, I, right. I need more music in my queue. Yeah, yeah, for sure, for for sure. You were rocking today, by the way, even though you're not feeling the, the best. Uh, I, this is what I say: is that Sylvia listens to the show, right? Yeah, she does. I, so, I mean, I hope so. <laughs> so, so since she listens to the show, she should say, you know what, Jill is not feeling well today. <laughs> And I'm thinking she loves me. Why would you? Why would you tell it? Why would you think that she doesn't care about her workers? No, no. But she should say she should come down right now. Say, Jill, go home. <laughs> I, I got this. Me and Reggie, we're you know we. I mean, she 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 could do the board, right? No, I don't want her to take my Reggie time away. Okay. All right. All right. Let's get into it then. Let's get into it. Uh, it is spooky season uh, out in the world, but also kind of in the the movie theaters as well. This uh, the number one film in the country. Uh, has a very dark tone to it itself. Maleficent. Maleficent, the yeah. mistress of evil, which is oddly enough what my ex-boyfriends call me. <laughs> so, <laughs> all right, all right, Jill. Wow, wow, okay. Self-aware. Um, you you uh, kind of got me there. Um, so this one made uh, about $37 million at the box office uh, first week out. The timing obviously is right because it's, you know, that that spooky, spooky. time. So this is good. And, uh, uh, you know, whenever you can be number one at the box office, that's great. Good. But what? number two is the Joker and not far behind with another $29 million. I mean, the total gross right now is $247 million here in the United States. So, I mean... Hello. That's a lot of money. I, you know, my my favorite unexpected uh, consequence of the Joker is, you know, that staircase that he he dances down in his suit and the Joker makeup that's like all the poster and all that yes. stuff. Uh, people, residents of the neighborhood, wear that uh, staircases in New York. Uh, people have been, you know, taking selfies I and doing do the, the dance and stuff. But the residents of the movie are like, this is uh, some gentrification that we're not here for. And they've just started to like prank the people that are oh, okay. trying to get selfies and, and like sabotage their little 
their little, you know, Halloween fun. And I'm here for that. Well, well, you know, I mean, actually, it's probably in keeping with the movie anyway. Yeah. You know, like you, you can't, you can't do what you want to do when you want to do it. Yeah. So uh, also, just like you got to be coming to the neighborhood, spend some money on so the, the local economy. So this movie made another four hundred and ninety-one million dollars uh, internationally. Are we going to have more Joker movies? Yeah, yeah, I think so. I think, okay. and and because he he did such a good job here, a, 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 absolutely. I mean, a, a good job, good job there. A number, number three is the Adams Family. I mean, Zombie Land, and we we didn't, really didn't get to talk about this a lot. And I just want to tell you, uh, we talked about it a little bit. Uh, this is really good. I love the this, first one. This, this 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 is really good, and for people. Who like zombie movies? This is the I movie do. to see. We'll talk a little bit about you know all the films to see for for Halloween, but uh, a good job. It did another uh, twenty six. Mil- I mean, it did twenty six million dollars at the at the box office coming in at number three. Uh, so good job for them. And then uh, number four is the Adams Family uh, with the with another sixteen million dollars, uh, making its total gross to somewhere around fifty seven million. And number five is Gemini Man. From there, I'm not going to talk a lot about the box office because sure. we have a lot of movie a stuff of to, movies to, to go into. Let me ask you a question. You think you're black? You think them your people? Well, they're not. You're blue now. What the hell are you doing here, rookie? Whoa, 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 whoa. Just relax. We're all cops here. This isn't what it looks like. What the hell did you do? Shut a body cam on! I've been shot. What? You can't be in here with this. The police, they'll help you. It was the cops that shot me. She cannot get back to the precinct to upload the footage on that camera. Every cop and criminal in this city is coming to find her. You got a hard choice to make right now. Are you one of us or are you one of them? She picked her side. I walk, I walk through the valley of the shadow of death. That was a trailer for Black and Blue. It's an action thriller from Dion Taylor. Film stars Naomi Harris, Tyrese Gibson, and so many more. Mike Coulter, Luke Cage is in this movie. Frank Frank Giller, oh uh, Grillo is in this one, and uh, <laughs> Nafessa Williams is also in it as well. You know, um, this uh, the the title says a lot about no, this movie. No, the title does says a, say a lot. This is really uh, uh, meant to be a fast-paced action thriller, and it's really about this rookie cop that's played by Naomi Harris, and she inadvertently captures a murder of a young drug dealer on her body cam. So now that puts her in the crosshairs. Is she with the, the, the blue wall? Will she go along with what she's seeing happen here and say, okay, hey, it's just a drug dealer? Or will she say, nah, this is wrong? And she takes the latter. She says it's wrong, and and she really wants to expose these dirty cops. Well, there's a, there's a lot to like about this, this in, in my opinion. The first is that this story is relevant. It addresses the relationship between the police and the community. And, and you know, uh, right now, yeah. there's a lot of issues mm-hmm. related to that. Uh, it addresses this issue of the blue wall, that, hey, we're blue, we're not black. Once you, once you join blue, you blue. Um, it addresses the issue of corruption, and it addresses the plight of the citizens in the community. Some can, might be able to get out, one might be able to get out, but everybody else is really stuck 
in doing uh, and living the kind of life that they live. Uh, the tension in this for me is set up really, really well. Mm -hmm. Is that you're like, uh-oh, what is she going to do? Because she's a police officer who wants to out the police, but the community doesn't want to help her. They're like, because we already have a problem with you guys, so we don't want to help you. So I don't know why you turn it to us. Mm -hmm. And it just so happens that she has a semi-sympathetic person in Tyrese Gibson's character. Semi. He really doesn't want to get involved in all this, but but he also doesn't want to see her get hurt. So he reluctantly helps her or assists her in a way. But that also puts himself in danger and anybody that he's associated with. Mm -hmm. I think that Naomi is perfect for this role. I think she does a really good job. I love the chemistry between her and, and Tyrese Gibson. And I think you uh, really get into the story because it is really fast-paced. It is this race against time. And you're like, oh, what's going to happen next? What's going to happen next? Now, I'm going to talk about one of the things that, that's not so good about the film. So although there are some things that are telegraphed, like you, you're like, I know this is leading down this path, or I know, I, I think it's okay because these are some real issues that I think that they need to address. Yeah. So when we say what's not to like, I didn't love Mike Coulter as the gang, as this uh, top ga gangs, gangster in this, in this, in this film. Uh, he wasn't really convincing to me, but he had, he grew on me a around the end of the film. Uh, there's also, as I said, a lot of like cliches and some things that are telegraphed. So you kind of know, you're like, it, when you talk about this rift between the police and the community, it, it, it's, it, there's not a lot. To, to put, you know, layers to put on that, yeah. really. I mean, you kind of know what that's about. So you're like, ah, I understand that. When you talk about the blue wall, you kind of know that as well. So there's some things that I telegraph. So you just have to kind of suspend belief there. But I, I watched it with a crowd where they were talking to the screen, hollering at the screen, clapping, laughing, oohing and on. And I think that this is a good movie to go to for some of that action if you're looking for action. Um, will you come away with any different political thoughts on this this relationship between the police and um, the community. I don't know, but it is good that they put a person in there to say that I'm I'm black and I'm also uh, a police officer. I think this was good. I'm giving this one uh, three reels. Three reels from Reggie the Real Critic Ponder. The movie is called Black and Blue. It comes out today. It's out today. It's the 25th. Yeah. Go check it out. Uh, also, good to see Tyrese in a movie where he's not driving a car up the side of a building or whatever. Yeah, he's not driving a car, and and and, and his look—I mean, he—you're he, right. He doesn't have that like he got—he's a little scruffy yeah. kind of guy. I think I think uh, it's it's a nice role for him. Uh, I think they did a good job with this one. I on Rotten Tomatoes is it's uh, fifty percent fresh. So some critics liked it, some some didn't. I think that it's going to hit the target audience that is looking for really 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 well, and uh, people will enjoy the movie o overall. It is Chicago International Film Festival season, uh, the 45th annual. Were we talking about that? This is 55. 55th. Double, double nickels. Oh, my goodness. 55 years of some of the greatest films. Uh, and, Reggie, you've gotten to talk to all sorts of folks. A lot of folks. So we got a couple of clips here. We're going to kind of roll through them pretty quickly. Uh, what, what are you, you going to play first? I want to hear from Taylor Russell and Kelvin Harris. So just to set that up really quickly, that is the movie called Waves. It, it's, it really traces the journey of a suburban African-American family led by a well-intentioned but domineering father 
Uh, and that doesn't uh, sound relatable at all. <laughs> right, as they navigate love, forgiveness, and coming together in the aftermath of a loss. And here are actors uh, Taylor Russell and Kelvin Harrison Jr. Can you both speak to how important your role was in this film? What's so beautiful about the structure of the story is that it's split between two perspectives um, as a brother and a sister, and, and Trey always talks about the yin and the yang of, of it all. So I think that as a whole, when you see kind of like these fully-fledged characters create one story, it's really unique, and, it, and, and it's just really um, important the way that it comes together. Yeah. Yeah, and, and, and you know, what we, it's also really important to just, you know, we keep talking about representation and to see a, an African-American family that's middle class going through, you know, what some people would call white people problems and that we've, we've gotten to this point and what does that look like for us? Um, we're, we're, you know, our young people are dealing with a lot and also race is still included in our existence. So I just think, you know, this movie just really is a, a movie of 2019 and, and it really shows uh, the humanity of what these, this family is going through. From Waves, Taylor Russell and Kelvin Harrison Jr., Reggie the Real Critic Potter, getting his interviewer on at the Chicago International Film Festival. Uh, is everybody just so excited for these festivals? I mean, yeah. there's festivals all over the world all year round, so... One has to imagine that festival fatigue would set in oh, it, eventually, it but is. is that true? That, that would have been my uh, critic for a minute, but we don't have those kind of <laughs> minutes today because I am tired. I mean, you see, a, you have to see a lot of people, a lot of films. The great thing about these festivals is that uh, there are different films to see. The uh, terrible thing about it is there are so many different films to see. So how do you, you know, split your time to go see them all? Let's talk about clemency. So this is a movie that's starring Alfred Woodard, and and it's really about uh, her as the warden who has to carry out the death row executions and how those death row executions uh, impact everybody that's associated with it. I was able to uh, talk to the director. I I, I want to pronounce her name right, Chinanoye uh, Chukwa. You, you showed how it had the impact on the whole family, on the whole community. Can you talk a little bit about that? Yeah, I mean, what I, one of the things I, ex I try to explore in Clemency is how there is an ecosystem of humanities that are tied to incarceration. And it's not just the person who is incarcerated or the prison staff who work in the prison, but it's families. And it's families on all sides, whether it's victims' families, whether it's families of the person who is incarcerated, it's society at large, it's the lawyers, it's 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 protesters. It's, it's uh, There are so many different humanities impacted. And, and so that's what I, one of the things I wanted to explore. Chinonye Chukwa. Here on The Morning and powered by Vocalo, the director of Clemency, Reggie the Real Critic Ponder, making the moves on the red carpet at the Chicago International Film Festival. So one of the things, Jill, that I want to mention is that she got an award and they also um, uh, honored uh, Randy Crompton, a uh, longtime uh, film person in Chicago who uh, supported the Chicago Film Festival, the American Black Film Festival. Randy, uh, Randy was actually very, very much missed here um, at this year. Uh, he passed away, uh, but uh, he was definitely missed. Uh, his presence was missed. Me and Reggie just talking about film festivals like you do. A little earlier, Eddie, or Reggie was like, oh, you know, I had lunch with the director of Aeronauts. And I was like, oh, you're so fancy. You are fancy. Uh, Tom Harper and Eddie Redmayne are involved in that film. How, how do what do we know about this? So this is really a, a this was a, a, a hot air balloon pilot. Uh, Amelia Wren, who's played by Felicity Jones, uh, and uh, Eddie Redmayne plays the scientist James uh, Glacier. 
and they find themselves in this epic fight for survival while attempting to make discoveries in a hot air balloon. They went up to try to find out about temperature and science and weather and all this other type of stuff, but they discover things about themselves. It's 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 a good it's a good film. It's, they they did a really good job in this one. Let's check it out. You talked a little bit about you want to kind of make this kind of like an action film kind of thing. It it feels like it. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. I, I, I think it's a combination. The thing that attracted me is that it's a combination between action and adventure, but also a kind of intimate character study as well. And the two things combined felt really attractive. And being that he made it, I heard about the crash landing, which he is not saying it was a really crash landing. But I mean, I would never put my actors in danger. That's 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 the really important thing here. But but talk about the difficulty, if at all, in playing this role. For me, the, it was actually the most joyous experience. I had so much fun making the movie. When I read the script, there were scenes in it that I found so compelling when I read that I just wanted to see them on a cinema screen. I wanted to see that they felt completely unique. But it was also a challenge of two people in a confined space for a long period and how you, how you discover character, but also how you how you keep an audience really intrigued when you're confined within that space. So the challenge, that was the challenge for Tom and Felicity and I, and it's one that I loved. I mean, for Felicity, who's not here, so I can speak for her, it was also the most insane physical challenge I've ever seen an actor put through, and this man is a graft master. Uh, but for me, it was less so because I pass out for quite a lot of it while she's doing the hard work. <laughs> but Tom, so when, when, you, when, you, when he talks about this challenge, though, because it is almost like a two-person play in some, in some respects, the challenge cinematography-wise, can you talk about that? Yeah, I think there's like a, well, there's a few things. One is there is it's a, a sort of dichotomy between these intense uh, scenes with the two actors in the basket, but then these kind of great moments of action. You know, a, a storm, um, descent, you know, plummeting to the earth with uh, with losing gas. But there's also. Um, um, this sort of yes, they're in this basket, but you're in this world that is constantly changing around them. So, so the visual landscape as they pass through it is it's like a, um, you know, they, yeah, as a character in itself, and they're going through this, these extraordinary world changes as they as they as they move move, move through. That's Tom Harper and Eddie Redmayne from the new film Aeronauts. Reggie, the real critic, Potter got to speak to them at the Chicago International Film Festival. Why do I love Eddie Redmayne so he, much? He, he's good, and he's actually here in Chicago filming. Um, and so uh, I forgot the film that he's he's currently filming, but uh, it so happens that um, Kelvin Harrison Jr. is in the, in, the, in the same film, so they're that they're here everywhere. in Chicago filming. Uh, I know we're, we're we're rushing here. What do we got next? Not uh, Russian. For, uh, not Russian. Well, Theodore is, I, Theodore is Russian. The rest of us are just kind of in a hurry. <laughs> uh, Hannah Belcher from Fruitvale Station is one of the the best movies that I've ever seen that I'll never be able to watch again. Yeah. It's just too intense. Yeah, well, uh, I, I had a long time to be able to talk to this Oscar, uh, the, the Oscar winner for mm -hmm. Best Achievement in Production Design, and uh, and this is her talking a little bit about Fruitvale Station. When I first started in the film industry, I want to be the best of the best. Everyone who's won the Oscars is the best of the best, and I think more than anything, I wanted to be in that group. Not necessarily have the Oscar, but I want to be the best of the best. Because what was important for me, and still is, and always will be, is to leave a legacy and to be in the history books. you in the history book now. More than, you know, making money or having things, it was to leave something very important for other people to see. Because all of the people before me that had left something um, is why I'm where I'm at. So that was what was always important to me, and to me the Oscar was that. That was that history moment.
you know. And honestly, at that time, maybe 15, 16, 17 years ago, I didn't even know that um, a black person hadn't won for production design at that time. So it wasn't, I was like, yeah, I can do this. But then as I got in the industry and started seeing like the, the, the smoke and mirrors behind the curtain started falling away and I understood where people thought my place should be, then it was sort of, then it became the struggle. 9.52 on the Morning Amp, powered by Vocalo. That was Hannah Beachler from Fruitvale Station, the Academy Award winner. Uh, that movie was so powerful. Yeah, and so, so you know, since she was the first African-American to win for um, production design um, for Black Panther, uh, I, I had a wide-ranging interview with her. I will be putting a lot more of these, of these interviews on, on the site and actually sharing it with you guys as well to put up so that they can hear more, so. Once Upon a River, that sounds like a delightful movie title. Uh, it's a delightful title, but it's a, it's it's a it's a very interesting movie. It's really about the struggle of uh, of a young lady named Margot. Uh, she's looking to find her mother, and as in her in her quest to find her mother, she finds herself and uh, learns a lot about herself. Really resilient kind of movie. And I got to talk to the, the director Harula Rose and actress uh, Kennedy de de la Serna. Rose, I'm the writer director of Once Upon a River. I'm Kennedy Della Serna. I play Margot. And we think you should see our movie because you've definitely not seen anything like it before. It's about a young woman's journey, and it's about so much more than that, all these different people she meets along the way. Yeah, it's, um, it's an empowering film, I would say, for um, the younger generation, but also for our older generation. We've got some... Uh, great relationships that come through and um, it's all about like overcoming certain challenges uh, that come up in life. And I would say that we had a pretty magical time making it so I think that that comes through. Yeah, it, there's also a lot of outdoor scenes, a lot of action. She skins animals. <laughs> I do. Um, it's, a, it's a great film. It's a, I feel like it's very empower, uh, empowering to come, come see it. So. I do want to ask you this question about the the gentleman who played Smoke. Um, the chemistry was so good between the two of you guys. <laughs> really? I that guy. No, I love him. <laughs> See, this is terrible. See, no. No. Um, I uh, John Ashton working with him was incredible. I mean, um, I learned a lot. He's a you know, an amazing actor who's been around for a while and done some incredible work. Um, and so getting to work with him was um, fascinating just to watch him on set. I learned a lot. And then, you know, um, just us being on set and everything, too, he, like, kind of, it felt like he kind of took me under his wing as well. Um, and I think we just have become good friends now, which is, like, I don't know, it just, like, really excites me because he's an amazing actor. And it sounds like you had quite the time. I, I was running around. I was interviewing a lot of people. It was really great. There are a lot of films to see, which I just want to mention real quick. The first Rainbow Coalition is tonight at 3, I mean this afternoon at 3.30. And this is really about the Black Panthers and how they formed a coalition with all these other groups and, and, and ethnic groups. It's really, really interesting, including white folks. Uh, the Apollo, which was fabulous. It really uh, talk, chronicles what... Uh, the Apollo and its impact in our community. I almost cried a couple of times. Uh, it, it's on tonight at 6, six o'clock, Saturday at 12.15. Then Once Upon a River, which I really liked. I, 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 I 
Kennedy was, uh, she was so good in this film. Awesome. Uh, you can see it tonight at 8.15, and you can see it uh, Saturday at 12 noon. And then there's Harriet, uh, that, that'll be Saturday. Uh, they canceled my interview with Cassie because she's coming in a little bit late. Cassie Lemons, the director, uh, that's Saturday at 8 o'clock, so she'll be there at the mm -hmm. premiere so you can see that. And then closing night is The Torch, which is really uh, uh, featuring a buddy, buddy guy the legend buddy guy, mm -hmm. so that's really good to see. The last thing I want to say, because I'm trying to hurry, because I know you got to do some, some housekeeping, is that one of the questions you had for me was what movies to see for Halloween. Yeah. So there are a lot of movies out now. There's Countdown, Maleficent, Zombieland, The Addams Family, It Chapter 2, The Lighthouse, Scary Stories in the Dark, and even The Joker. So those are all the movies. The one I would pick would be Zombieland. All right. I would pick Zombieland is the best. Hey, I'm Reggie Ponder. I'm the real critic. I'll see you guys next week. Bye. Thank you, Reggie Ponder. And thank you to all of you for sticking around.